I want you to stand with me real quick, and I want to read just a couple verses. We may not get past one, but that's fine. We'll just say what he wants us to say. Amen. First uh, Corinthians chapter number eleven. First Corinthians chapter number eleven, verse number twenty-three. I need some water, fellas. If y'all can help me with that. First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse number twenty-three. <clears throat> I, I wanted to go into detail on this particular portion of scripture. Uh, on how the Corinthians were doing it wrong uh, and how Paul was straightening them out. But I don't think the focus is necessarily on that this morning as much as on what Jesus did in that upper room. And I want to I wanna try, to, try to get my bearings on that, that, that particular focus this morning. Uh, uh, and we'll just wait and see what God's going to do. If you're in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, say amen. Paul is speaking uh, to the Corinthians, and he's saying, this is what I received. This is the tradition, or this is the ordinance, the, uh, uh, this is the teaching that I received. He said, for I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, read it with me, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, read it with me, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. The word show there means to proclaim, to distribute it says wherefore whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the lord unworthily not unworthy but unworthily it's not an adjective it's an adverb there's so many people that won't take part in the lord's supper and communion because they don't feel worthy let me give you a, a real news flash they ain't nobody worthy nobody's worthy Nobody has a right to be able to fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody can say, look what I did. We're all unworthy. It's not what he's talking about. He said, don't come in an unworthy manner, unworthily. Don't, it's the manner in what you do and how you do the Lord's Supper. The Bible goes on to say, it says, but a, let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, Eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. The word sleep there means die. They were so careless with what God had given them. And it says, For if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are, what's that word? Chasing of the Lord. And you remember last week we, we learned that the Lord only chastens those that belong to him. God will not deal with you because he hates you or because he don't like you. He deals out of love. He wants to help you. The Bible said we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. If any man hunger, let him eat at home that ye come not together into condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. Dear Heavenly Father, anoint us this morning. Oh, God, I need wisdom. I need, I need your anointing. Please help me. Don't, don't let me down this morning, Lord. I pray for your touch. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You can be seated. I, this letter comes, this letter comes as, as uh, uh, correction for misbehavior in the house of God. 
uh, the Corinthians were, uh, 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 listen, they were, they were so far away from what they were supposed to be. Uh, it, it, it ain't even funny. And there were so many things that Paul had to correct. And one of them was the, the deal with the Lord's Supper. Now, some people, uh, there are some churches and some groups of people who have taken this passage of Scripture out of context and used it to outlaw eating on the church grounds altogether. Now, that's not what this chapter is teaching. Uh, this chapter is not teaching that it's illegal to have dinner on the ground. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? What the deal was, when they would come together, they would have what was called the love feast or an agape feast. It was a time of fellowship. It was a time of getting together and sharing one with another. The Bible says in the book of Acts that, they gave, they, listen, they broke bread together on a regular basis. They continued steadfastly uh, breaking the bread. It was a time where they could come together and enjoy each other's fellowship, enjoy each other's company, and share one with another. But see, what had happened is when the church gets carnal, uh, when people get carnal and people are immature in Christ, they do stupid things. The rich begin to bring these great feasts and they started getting cliquish. Oh, that's her crowd. This is his crowd. This is his group, that group, so forth and so on. Let me give you a, 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 a news flash that done gave you one, but we don't need no cliques in the house of God. Listen, the rich folk would come over here and, 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 and they would have this, this great feast and then the poor folk, they would be over here and they didn't hardly have anything and it would shame them. And it would, you know, that was probably one of the only meals they could partake of that week and here it was putting them down. And it was causing division in the church. And after the love feast, then they would take part of the Lord's Supper. Now, how are you going to take part of the Lord's Supper when there's division in the church? How are you going to commune and fellowship in the presence of God when you got all it in your heart? I need a witness this morning. And he's saying, listen, this ought not to be. It shouldn't be this way. You say, well, I, I don't think we ought to have any food at the church. Listen, if everybody's sharing, that's why we have dinner on the ground. Everybody puts their food on the table, and everybody gets to take part of the table. Nobody gets this or nobody gets Everybody gets everything. That's the way I like it. Say amen. I like a good old-fashioned dinner on the ground. I'm telling you, when we get around God's people, get around food, I, I, I figured there'd be a whole lot more shouting than this here about food. Amen. But see, they were doing it all wrong. There was division. There was, there was jealousy. There was envy and strife in the church. And this is what he began to say. He began to describe to them and tell them the way it ought to be. Do you know there is a way it ought to be? Listen, he said, let me tell you what I received. I've already told you this, but I'm going to tell you again. The same night that Jesus, listen, in the same night he was betrayed, I went back. I went back through all, uh, uh, listen, I went back through all of the Gospels and looked at the different uh, times that, 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 that each Gospel described uh, that particular night and what happened. And the, one of the verses, one of the, uh, uh, the, the Gospels said that Jesus said, I have greatly desired to have this supper with you. God was desiring to commune with his people. Listen, he had, they had a time there. Then we, we know uh, as we studied that, that there was a, 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 a time during that supper that he got down and he washed his disciples' feet, teaching them a lesson in humility. But then there was a great lesson he had to teach them. There was a great illustration that he used common things to teach an uncommon, uh, listen, a, a, a lesson they would never forget. Listen, I was praying. I was praying 
about our meeting. I've been, I've been praying a lot here lately on that, what to do to get ready for it. God, what do you want me to do? And one of the things he said, you need to have, I, I, I was thinking about it for Easter, but God said, no, you need to have it before the meeting. You need to have the Lord's Supper. You need to have communion before the meeting because of what I'm going to tell you in just a few moments. Listen, God told me, God spoke to me and said, I want you to have the Lord's Supper before the meeting. Why? God wants to do a great move during this meeting. God's already started moving in the service here this morning. God wants his people right with him. God wants his people right with each other. God wants our hearts prepared for him to do a great work. Listen, the Lord's Supper is very important. So many people misunderstand the truth about the Lord's Supper. Many people misunderstand, listen, understand what the Lord's Supper is all about. We're going to have it tonight at 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, you say, who's the Lord's Supper for? Save people. Born again folks, saved folks that know their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You say, what if I don't know that? You can know it before you leave here. We can help you out with that problem. Listen, we're going to have that, but there's a few things I want you to understand about it before we have it tonight at 5 o'clock. Did I say five? What time do we, oh, Miss Barry, when do we have that? Five o'clock, five o'clock. Uh, listen, number one, write this down quickly. Take a notes. If you're taking notes, if you're not, you ought to be. Amen. Listen, number one, the Lord's Supper, communion. Uh, some people call it uh, uh, communion. Some people call it the Lord's Supper. Uh, 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 which, whichever you want to call it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, uh, it's, all, it's all the same thing. Uh, I, I, I found uh, a couple verses in that particular same letter, 1 Corinthians, it says both ways, so it doesn't really matter whatever you feel more, more comfortable with. Uh, there's a few, uh, few uh, truths about this I want you to understand this one. Number one, uh, the Lord's Supper, communion, is a time of remembrance. Number one, write that down. It is a time of remembrance. It is a time of remembrance. I need you to take uh, those main points off if you can, Brother Barnes. It is a time of remembrance. The Bible says in that same night that he was betrayed, he took bread. He took bread. I, I, I baked some unleavened bread last night. I, I could not talk my wife into doing it for me, so I had to do it myself. And I, I realized why the Lord break bread, because it's hard as a brick. Say amen. <laughs> I, I, I got this bread, and I was looking, and I, I, I got a, 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 help me now, a recipe off the Internet of making unleavened bread. See, they had unleavened bread, uh, and that's what they used. Leaven was always a type of sin. Uh, they didn't want leaven in it because a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. That's why we don't need to allow any sin in our life because it spreads like wildfire. And we know the Passover meal. Uh, the Passover meal was a meal to remind them of that night that they came out of Egypt. Hallelujah. That night they came out of bondage. That night that God delivered them from their taskmaster. The night that God delivered them from the bondage of Egypt. When they came out with a strong arm in what God had done for them. He didn't want them to ever forget the night that God brought them out. Oh, there's some preach right there. God don't want us to ever forget the night he brought us out. And that Passover meal was all about that. Well, they were having the Passover meal in the upper room. Listen, they were having that, and all of a sudden, God stopped. Listen, Jesus stopped everything, and he took the bread. And the Bible said in that same verse, Brother Smith, he took the bread, and he broke it. He broke it. And then he said, listen, I want you to understand something. And he began to break it. He began to break it. And he began to break it. And he began to break it. He began to break it. And he began to break it. Oh, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Listen, they had already ate the supper. They had already ate the supper. The Bible says after the supper was ended. I can imagine, what in the world is he doing? 
He would break it. I want you to remember that. He, say it with me, he. And he said, then he gave it to them. He gave them a piece. Each one he gave them a piece and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Preacher, what are you saying? This is the point. Number one, this is a time of remembrance. What do, you, what, 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 what do we need to remember? A, the reality of his death. The reality of his death. Write that down. The reality of his death. What are you saying? Sometimes we can get so caught up with the things of this world that we forget that there was an actual man. An actual man. He was all man. He was the incarnate God. He was all God, but he was all man. Listen, when he got, listen, when he had no food, he got hungry. When he had no liquids, he got thirsty. When he was walking down the road, he got tired. He was all human. And that human, that man, that man, the Bible said there is a man upstairs, the advocate, and he's with the Father. But he walked 33 and a third years on this earth, felt everything I felt, had every pain that you and I have. He went and died on the cross. It was a real death and he said I don't want you to ever forget the body which is broken for you and I looked up that word give me my verse on there about in bruise I think it's in Isaiah Isaiah uh, uh, help me Isaiah 53 10 it said yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him he hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin he shall see his seed he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand that's the same chapter says he was wounded for my iniquities he was bruised listen for me yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him I looked up that word bruise it means to crush it means to crumble what are you saying God was trying to show them a living illustration. God was trying to show them through breaking that bread. This is what's fixing to happen to me for your sake. I am fixing to be broken. I am fixing to be battered. I am fixing to be bruised. And oh, I started thinking last night as I was thinking about this truth and how precious it was. The Bible said that he is the rose of Sharon. How many of y'all know that? The rose of Sharon. You say, what difference does that make? A rose was not just to be pretty. They would take the rose petals and they would crush them rose petals and grind them down and they would make rose water out of it. What would rose water do? That rose water would get you all cleaned up when they come in out the field and they was all dirty and nasty and smelly. Son, they'd put on that rose water and that rose water would clean them up and it changed their status. Preacher, what are you saying? The precious rose of Sharon was hung on a cross and he was battered, he was bruised, he was beat, and he was crushed. Why? So, oh, so that aroma could come out. The Bible said that God the Father looked down on God the Son and smelled a sweet-smelling Savior. Listen, it was a sweet-smelling sacrifice. And listen, when he said it is finished, God said, I am well pleased. The reality of his death, he was bruised. He was broken. The Bible said he took that bread and broke it. You know the price that was paid for your sin. You know there was only two two ordinances given to the church. Y'all stay with me. Stay with me. There was only two ordinances given to the church. Baptism and the Lord's Supper. And you know both of them is teaching us about his death. Buried with him in that. You just buried dead people. Buried with him in baptism. Raised to walk in the newness of life. 
Listen, we always want to remember his birth. We always celebrate Christmas. But God said, listen, it's not about how I got here. It's about what I did when I got here. Listen, don't worry about how and when I got here. You need to remember what I did on the cross. We have a day set aside for veterans. Why? Because we don't need to never forget the price it was paid so you could come to a Baptist church or go to a Methodist church or go to a Lutheran church. You don't need to never forget the blood that was shed by men and boys that didn't even, listen, they wasn't even old enough to drink yet, yet they gave their life and they paid dearly. Some gave all and all gave some. Don't ever forget the price that was paid. And I'm afraid we get childish in the house of God. We get spoiled in the house of God. We get immature in the house of God. We want to start pouting over things we don't like. We want to start acting in immature ways. You know why? Because we forgot the price that was paid. We forgot the blood that was shed. We forgot the body that was broken. So we could stand and sing, I'm redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. God said, why? You got divisions. Why did they're envying and strife? You need to, listen, put a pacifier in your mouth and remember what I paid to set you free. Hallelujah. We're going to come tonight at 5 o'clock so we can remember that body that was broken. It was a real body. It was a real man, Spence. He he had skin just like you and me. He had to, and and listen, he was beaten to the point the Bible said you cannot even tell he was a man. His visage was so marred, you could not even tell he was a man. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Not only the reality of his death, but I want you to see the reason for his death. He said, this is my body, which is broken. That's the reality. But the next part, for you. Can you imagine them disciples standing there? Getting that broken bread in his hand, and he offers a piece to them. He said, this is for you. What I do, you know not right now. What you're fixing to witness, what you're fixing to see, you're not going to understand, and it's going to bother you, and it's going to scare you, and you're going to be scattered. But I want you to know, I'm doing it for you. God help me right there. I want you to know, every, every lash they lay on my back, I'm doing it for you. Every thorn that goes down in my skull, I'm taking it for you. Every, every time that cat of nine tails rips the hide off of my back, every time I go to my knees in pain and agony, I want you to know I'm doing it for you. Every step I take to the cross, Jay, I'm doing it for you. Every step I take to Calvary, every step down the Via Della Rosa, every step, every step I take, I'm doing it for you. The Bible said, He not only took the bread, and he break it. Can you see? Can you see his body being bruised and Jesus trying to use a common thing to illustrate the broken body? Then he said, he took the cup. He poured the listen. He poured the and he supped. And he gave it to them. He said, This is my blood. Then he says this. This is my blood of the New Testament. Things are changing. He said, all y'all have known so far as the priests having to come year after year after year after year. 
He said, all you know is one animal sacrifice after another, after another, after another. But the New Testament, the New Covenant, there's only going to be one more death. And it's finished. He gave. No one took it from him. Say, the Romans killed him. No. The Romans couldn't have touched him unless Jesus allowed it. When they came to take him in the garden, they said, we're looking for Jesus. He said, that's me. And the Bible said there was so much power in his comment, they all fell backwards. Now, nah, I'd have left him alone. He said, we're, we're looking for Jesus. He said, I done told you I'm he. He said, I'm the one you won't let these go. Pilate said, don't you know I have power to take your life? He said, Bubba, let me tell you something. You ain't got no power over me. He said, I have power to lay it down. And I have power to take it again. Can you imagine those Roman soldiers? Every crucifixion they ever had, they had to fight and wrestle and get the guy down to nail him to the cross. And they throw the cross down and they manhandle the Lord Jesus and they think they're going to have to put, and he just lays the arm out there. One soldier looks at the other. They nail him to the tree. And after it was all said and done, Brother Meher, they said, surely this was the Son of God. Preacher, what are you saying? Communion tonight is a time of remembrance. When was the last time it crossed your mind what it cost so you could be in this service this morning? When was the last time it crossed your mind what it cost so you could make it to heaven. It was a real body that was broken. It was real blood that was shed. God wants to remind you that today. Listen, communion is a time of remembrance. Say that with me. Communion is a time of remembrance. Say it with me. Communion is a time of remembrance. But not only that, it's a time of reexamination. I'm, 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 I'm running through this. I, I, I'm going to be quick with this, I promise. It's a time of reexamination. Paul said, some of you have been careless. Some of you have been careless. You've not done it in a proper manner. That's what he was saying, Pop. He wasn't saying you wasn't worthy, because nobody is. Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. I'm the least of the saints. He said, if there was anybody that wasn't worthy, it was me. That's not what he was saying. He said, it was in the manner that you came with it. Richard, what are you saying? It says, so let a man examine himself. Let a man examine. Do you know what God has done? He has given you an ordinance to take part in on a regular basis to help you stay right with Him. He has given something to you. He has given an opportunity to you to be a blessing to you, to help you. How many of y'all need help to stay right? God knows I do. I know me. God has given us an opportunity so we can say, hey, before I take this, I need to check some things out. The Bible says let a man examine himself. Why? Why? A, write this down. 
because of the cleansing necessary for fellowship. The cleansing necessary for fellowship. Brother Smith, the Bible says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all, right? First John. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. What is that saying? If we are not right, if we have sin in our life, if we have things in our life that's unconfessed before God that we have not dealt with, then we are not walking in the light. You say, what's the big deal about that? Do you have any idea of the blessings that you are missing out on? Do you have any idea of the pleasure and the joy that you're missing out on? The Bible said, in thy presence is fullness of joy. God wants you to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might be in you and your joy might be full. But it only comes out of walking with the Savior. Walking and talking with the Lord Jesus Christ. Having wonderful fellowship with Him. And you know what we do? You know what we do? There are so many Christians, Brother Barry, Brother O'Neill, there are so many Christians that say, well, I'm unworthy. I'm not even going to do it because there's things I don't want to deal with in my life. There's sins I don't want to deal with. So I'm going to just keep on walking. And they go out with no joy in their heart. When they have this opportunity, they have an opportunity to come tonight. Brother Meir, at 5 o'clock, and we're going to have a time of examination before the service. Not, we're not going to ask nobody nothing. It's going to be a quiet time. It's just you and God, and it'll give you an opportunity to make things right with God. Do what's necessary. Confess that sin in your life. It says, listen, let us lay aside every sin that does so easily beset us. Let us run the race. Listen, there are so many people that have no joy. They have no happiness. They have no peace. They're saved and born again. Their name is on a church roll. They sit in a church pew. You, yet they're miserable because they will not deal with the sin in their life. It's a time of re-examination. It's a time of getting honest with God. Boy, we don't like that. We don't, we don't, we don't, mm. Some of us won't go to a doctor because we know what he's going to tell us. How many men have died? An early death by a disease that was preventable because they didn't want to go hear what they knew he was going to tell them in the first place. So in their pride, they died early. How many Christians today forfeit fellowship with God, forfeit a wonderful blessing, forfeit the favor of God in their life because they won't swallow their stinking, sorry pride and just come to God and say, God, fix me. I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of going this route. I'm tired of not having peace. I'm tired of not having happiness. I'm not tired. Listen, I'm tired of not having joy in my life. God, I want the best you have for me. If you want that, the Bible says let a man examine himself. Church, I found this out. God's not up in heaven playing guessing games with nobody. If you ask him, he's going to show you. I need my verse right there, Brother Barnes. If you give me that first verse, I believe it's out of Psalms. I think it's out of Psalms. Uh, uh, Psalms 139, 23. Search me. Say it with me. Search me. Come on, y'all. Say it with me now. Search me. Oh, God. Who's doing the searching? He, he's better than any surgeon I know. Search me, oh, God, and know my And try me. Know my thoughts. Watch this here. And see if there be any 
and lead me in the way everlasting. You don't need mama to tell you what's wrong with you. Mama can't see your heart. Boy, Brother Bruce, if you ever get on your knees before God and say, God, here I am. What do I need? See, that's what communion is all about. But you know, there's so many. No, I, this is the excuse. They try to act spiritual. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to do it unworthy. So I'm just. I'm just going to pass. No, get your heart right. If there's a problem, deal with it. Just deal with it. Quit. Quit. Quit avoiding it. Quit. Quit. Listen. How many of y'all? How many of y'all want to just have the time of your life this week in our meeting? You know what? I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to prophesy. I don't normally do this, but I just feel God leading this way. I mean, I'm tell- I can feel God telling me this right here. There are some people in this room right now that's going to be miserable as all get out this week because they're going to forfeit and pass up the Lord's Supper at 5 o'clock because they won't deal with something in their life, and God is going to let them be miserable all week long. Now, you know what? That there is a shame. It's like, it's, let, me, let me describe it like this is the way I feel about it. How many of you have ever, how many of you have ever been to a restaurant and, and supper's over and, and, and the waitress comes, would you like dessert? No, ma'am. But everybody else gets it. The other day we was at Cracker Barrel and Brother Barry <clears throat> who was not even right with Jesus at the time. Because I was trying to be on my diet. And he ordered a blackberry cobbler. Not only one scoop of vanilla ice cream. He said, ma'am, I'm going to need two scoops on that blackberry cobbler right there to eat in front of the preacher. Didn't you do that? Where's Tyler at? And he started it. (laughs) And I'm sitting there. Everybody's eating dessert at the table but me. Now I'm thinking, you fool. It's available. I had enough money to pay for it. Or Tammy did. One of us did. Here I am sitting here with nothing in my jaws, and they're sucking on that blackberry cobbler like it was going out of style, like they're never going to make none again, and I'm sitting there without it. That's a foolish thing to do. I'm not going to be that foolish no more. Amen. (laughs) Why in God's name would you allow everybody around you to eat blackberry cobbler with vanilla ice cream, two scoops on it, and you sit there with nothing? Pop, they could come to the house of God and just feel the Holy Ghost. I mean, and shout and rejoice. And I'm telling you, I'm going to have a big time this week. I may run. If I don't get winded, amen. If I was in a lot better shape, I may run, amen. I'm going to have a big time as God's already told me he's going to bless me this week. And some of y'all are going to forfeit that because there's something in your life you won't deal with. I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about a bad habit that you're trying your best to quit. It's not what I'm talking about. Somebody asked me, preacher, I, got, I smoke, can I still do that? That's okay. You're working on that. 
That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about something you're struggling with. I'm talking about a thing that God knows is in your heart. It may be bitterness. Hey, it may be envy. It may be jealousy. It may be something that's been there a long time. And God's telling you to deal with it, and you won't. You may need to go to somebody and say, I'm sorry for being ignorant. I'm sorry for running my mouth when I shouldn't have. I'm sorry for getting smart with you, and I didn't have no right to. I'm sorry. That may, uh, that may be what needs to happen. Listen. It's a time of re-examination because of the cleansing necessary for fellowship, but then B, because the consequence is noted for foolishness. The consequence is noted for foolishness. The Bible said there are many sickly and weak. And Spencer even went on as far as say, they some had died from it. Some had died from it. Say, so what application can you take from this? God's only going to deal with your foolishness for so long. Well, what's he going to do then? You really want to know? I got a verse for you. Help me with my verse, Brother Barnes. Uh, For whom the Lord loveth he and scourgeth. Do you know that that word scourge is the same type word that was used when they put the cat of nine tails on the Lord Jesus' back? Just a thought. Scourges every son whom he received. In other words, you belong to him and you keep getting ignorant, he's going to deal with you. Give me the next one. 1 Corinthians, how far will it go? How far will God take it? To deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh. That is death. That the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. You mean to tell me God will go so far as to take my life if I don't straighten up? That's exactly what I mean to tell you. You know what I'd do? Miss Eggles, you know what I mean? I'd bow up the communion. I'd confess everything I knew. And I'd say, oh, God, oh, God, if there's anything, if there's anything in me, Lord, if there's any area I need to deal with, Lord, if there's anything, take care of it. I, for, I, I confess, Lord, please forgive me. Some of y'all have come to me. I've had two or three come to me. Well, preacher, I've, I've, I've tried to make things right with somebody, and they won't have nothing to do with me. They won't return my phone calls. They won't do this. That's nothing you can do. You've got to do your part. If you've done your part and they won't allow it, that's all you can do. Y'all with me? Y'all together with me here? It's a time of re-examination. And last of all, write this down. It's a time of rededication. Rededication. I want a pile of people here at 5 o'clock. What we're going to have is precious time. We're going to have a precious time. We're going to sing. We're going to pray. We're going we're gonna to deal with our own. Now look, ain't nobody going to stand up with a microphone. Unless you need to. You know, it's just something you. you but that, that's not the deal. It's you and God. Communion is a, a personal fellowship with you and God. Listen, I want people to leave here tonight with a fresh anointing of God on their soul. Listen, under that, I want you to write this. A, there needs to be a renewed appreciation. You know, I, I, I can't help but listen during Memorial Day and Veterans Day. I sat with Brother Samini. I love sitting with Brother Samini and hear the stories. God knows he's got a pile up. And he'll tell the stories of 
when he was in Germany during World War II, and he even got pictures. He was showing us pictures, Brother Scott. And, man, you know, all it does is make me really appreciate his service. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Man, I seen it. Seen on TV, President Bush, and he, he was at the Army Hospital, and he, he grabbed, he, he grabbed a, 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 a soldier by the hand like that, and this was a, a prosthetic hand. And they were showing how the, the, the technology and the prosthetic hand, he was holding his hand. And man, I thought, he gave it to me. He lost that arm to keep people from running into towers over here in the United States. Boy, it sure made me appreciate it. We need to leave tonight with a, new, a renewed appreciation for the body that was broken. Listen, the blood that was given freely. You can't have freely so that I could be set free. Listen, not only a renewed appreciation, but B, a rekindled ambition. Man, it makes me want to do more. Man, Brother Donnie, it ought to make us want to reach more addicts for Jesus. It ought to make us want to reach more young people, reach more Mexicans and Romanians. and Ger Man, it ought to just make us want to do so much more. When we see what he done for us. There's a verse, and I'm and I'm through, but don't shut nothing up because I, I don't like hearing that. There's a verse, the Bible says he took Peter, James, and John in the garden. And he said, My soul is he said, I was, I was much troubled, and he said, I want you to pray for me. The Bible says he left Peter, James, and John in a certain place and went a little further. No matter how far we go with Christ, He'll always go a little further. No matter how much I can do for Him, He's always done a little more. Church, I, if it was me, I wouldn't even wait on tonight. I, as, I need, if we can have some soft music. I, I'd find a place in this altar and I'd say, God, I, I ain't going to wait for tonight because I want, I want to enjoy, and enjoy that sweet fellowship during communion with you. So I'm going to just go ahead and make things right here this morning. And uh, I'd find me a place. You don't, need to, you don't need to wait for music. You don't need to wait for songs. I, I'm not going to ask for nobody to raise no hands. God's already dealt with you. You know what you need. Why don't we just find us a place? Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you just need to go speak to somebody else. Maybe it's somebody in the church. You just need to go hug their neck and say you love them. Maybe you just need to go and say, God, just search me. Is there anything in my life that's going to hinder the blessings of God on my life? Search me and know me. God loves you this morning. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says. Whosoever will confess their sin, he is faithful and just to forgive them and to cleanse them from all unrighteousness. That's it, come on. Just find a place. God bless you. For whosoever shall confess their sin, you, you, don't, you don't have to, listen, God loves you, 
Just say, God, I know I've messed up. Mean it with your heart. Say, God, I know I've failed you. God, I know I've done things wrong. I know I've, I've let you down. But God, if you'll forgive me. That's what he says. God, just forgive me. He said he would.